spitball a few things, and then he's going to have a list of most stressful jobs we're going to talk about. Ooh, good. Is mom on there? Oh, fuck you. It has to be a real no, job. No, we're going to we're, we're talk about that shit. We'll we're going to talk about that. We'll we're going to say... We're going to say anything that Bill Burr hasn't already said. Hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's just dive right into it, guys. Um, hello. Welcome to Fake Philosophers. I'm Mitch from North Carolina. Uh, in with me today, all the way from California, we got uh, Mike and Danny with me. How are you guys doing? Good, Mitch. What? Good. Yeah. Hello? Good. Hold doing, on. You got doing great here over on the PST. Your guys' internet is terrible out there. Is it? Is yours really good? It, 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 I'm um, sure his it is might, really good. <laughs> it might be. Mine's on the other end of the apartment, though. So the internet might be good, but the connection's bad. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, which uh, which really like uh, leads me into what I want to talk about tonight is uh, bandwidth and uh, and uh, what channel <laughs> you're actually on. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but your Wi-Fi router may not be uh, tied into the most efficient bandwidth channel. So. Next week, we'll have Matt on to discuss that further. But anyway, Mike, you had something to talk about. What, what's going on? So to our seven faithful listeners, viewers, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> Hi, I have listener. an update. I have an update on a, uh, a past story. Real quick. Can we name them? Let's see. There's me, Mike, Danny, uh, Eddie on occasion, Mike's mom. My mom every now and then. Uh, and then there's, I know, two or three people who sometimes will text me comments about it. Yeah. And then I look at the views on YouTube and Spotify to see how many views. Um, I've been like, I'll have like a page open and just have a, have like a, a weight sitting on F5 just to constantly refresh, just to get the view counts open. Those views up. Smart. Perfect. Smart. Mitch is over here past, living in 3025. The past story. What does unemployed Mitchell do? That's it. There you go. That's what you do is try to rack those views up, get the that yep. monetization. <laughs> trying to, trying make to get us monetized. Big, <laughs> well, funny, before I get that funny, so the website um, that I buy my pepper seeds from, it's called Pepper Joe's. They send out emails and shit to people. What? Nope. It, this is relevant. And um, <laughs> Is it? Oh, yeah. Yes, the website. Listen, I, know, listen. Well, I, I think know, it is. I know if what you, website I buy my peppers from. If you, if you listen, so they send emails out with promotions and bullshit, and they actually sent an email out this week that said, we're going to start um, having affiliate partners to like, if you advertise on your platform, you'll get oh, percentages. Wow. And I was like, should I try to sign up for that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Today's episode brought to you by pepperjoes.com. Well, not today's. Is it, is it I haven't Joe's? signed up yet. Don't, don't buy anything yet. brought to you by <laughs> pepperjoes.com. Is it pepperjoes.com? I'm trying to think yeah. of a better pepper website. What would you call it? Um, I'll think pepper Jake's. Um, Anyway, it just was a thought to me. I was like, I wonder if I could convince them to let us have a, a discount link to where we get a percentage from yeah. our eight followers. Anyway, <laughs> um, in a past story, we talked about the dilemma of... Um, Aren't they all? Oh, fair. Fair. Thank you. Can't reflect on a future story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I talked about a difficult decision where I got a different barber to cut my hair. Oh, yeah. And I liked her more, but yeah. then it, the embarrassment of having to come in and your old barber watches you, that has been settled. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, which revisited. One, which, okay. which one of them I died? Went... <laughs> Both. <laughs> no, um, 
I went in there the other day. Uh, I made an appointment online, and the previous, my first bar, uh, barber wasn't even like on it. So I got the other one, and I went in. And I heard people talking, and I guess the other barber like just outright quit like three weeks earlier. So there's no which one. I know everyone was on pins and needles. The, f- the first one, okay. that I didn't want to go to anymore. So I know everyone was on pins and needles, worried about me, and that decision. But it, it's been made. Faith and the world um, took care of that. So I'm okay, guys. Oh, I'm okay. I, 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 fuck you! I was wondering, like, were, <laughs> was you going to the other chair? The the straw that broke that camel's back. It could have been. <laughs> She's just, like, if I if this if I get one more cancellation and no it goes to that bitch over there, I'm done. And then <laughs> maybe comes Mike. Oh man. I have a mental okay. gif of Mike walking to the new barber's chair looking at his old barber going. <laughs> Pretty much. For those listening listening, uh Danny mouth the words I'm sorry. It's really funny. And kind of uh, I'm not sure if ir- irony is the word, but um, the new barber is now at the old barber's chair. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so in a way, nothing changed. That's serendipitous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sitting in the same chair at least. Our word of the day: serendipitous. Uh, Danny, why don't you go ahead and uh, and uh, define for our listeners what that means? I mean, I I know, but just in case any listeners don't know what serendipitous means, uh, do, do, do you? I've used it, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I could define it. But. Serendipity is just a happy accident, something that happens that is, you know, uh, beneficial to all parties involved. I'm going to name my first kid Serendipity. But hmm. uh, no, <laughs> no. I, I've heard of weirder ones. <laughs> I'm going to name my daughter uh. Chlamydia. <laughs> yeah, that's a happy accident. Um. Um, yeah, so two things kind of spurred, two things kind of spurred the, the, the discussion I brought to the table tonight, um, or this morning, whenever you choose to listen to it, it doesn't matter. Um, the first one was I was listening, I was watching the show and, um, it follows this, uh, the hospitality crew kind of thing. And, uh, one of the people that's regularly on the show is the chef They handles the kitchen and makes the food in case you didn't know what a fucking chef is. Anyway. The chef had said kind of like sidelined in one of the scenes that he said the top three most stressful jobs in the world are emergency room operators were number one. Uh, air traffic control was number two and chefs or kitchen workers was number three of the most stressful jobs in the world. And it reminded me of Mike, you said you hadn't heard about it, but Danny, I wonder if you have, it was a couple months back. I heard on the radio the CFO of Bed Bath & Beyond decided to just up and throw himself out the window of a New York City high-rise. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know if you heard about that. Um, obviously, job stress. Um, I, on, a scale of, on, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being, um, uh, 10 being like SEAL Team 6 and 1 being a stay-at-home mom, where would you put your guys' self on the smoothest to most stressful jobs in the world? <laughs> um, that, was, that was a joke. That stay-at-home mom's not the most least stressful job. I'm sorry. Well, it's not a job, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> it's not a job. You're not getting paid to do it. It's not a job. I don't know, man. Those tax refunds are pretty sweet. 
Maybe. I don't know. Is it a job? I would say it depends on uh, the day. So, yeah, we'll save that for another discussion because that's actually a fun discussion to have because my mom would stay at home. Uh, but, uh, yeah, is it a job? Is it not a job? I don't know. Anyway, no, but stressful jobs. Back to that. Uh, Danny, what, what do you do and how would you grade it on a stress level? I'm, I'm, I am a teacher. I teach middle school and high school. Um, and for the most part, I, it's it's got to be low. I'd say like maybe a three or a four. <laughs> That's awesome. Like the most stress I have, I have, I've had this week because I had to prepare for parent-teacher conferences. And that's stressful just because I got to go through and like, you know, print out progress reports, you know, add comments to everyone. I have like, you know, tw- something like 20 students. So each one has to have a progress report and with its own comments and its own kind of deal. So yeah, this week has been like the stress. It's, it's like the most stressful week of the year for me is when we do parent. teacher. I was going to say, if I had to, if I had to guess what the most stressful part of your job was, it was the te- it was the parents like kids yeah. are fine. Classrooms fine. Even your boss is dealing with the government's probably fine, but it's the parents. Yeah. Eesh. It's always the parents. For the most part, though, like the, you know, uh, my parents are fairly, you know, decent, respectful, and I don't have a whole bunch of Karen showing up and, you know, why is my son failing? Uh, because mm. your son doesn't do his work. That's, that's pretty cool. cool. Do you think that's because you're private school, right? Yeah. So do you think that that's part of it is because it's uh, because it's private and the majority of people there because they choose to be there? Yeah. And, you know, they, they I'm always constantly reminded that, you know, they're paying a lot of money to be here. It's like, fine. Why don't you tell the kid that? Yeah. Like, don't tell me that I'm I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. Tell the tell the kid who's failing that. So, Mike, you like I want to get like the different perspectives, because like I don't I'm not sure what you like. You're just are, you're just a manager now, aren't you? Or, or what? Because what, you used to be a bartender. Uh, and I can imagine that small business stressful. owner, small business owner. Small business owner. Um, I do a little bit of everything. Um, Because I do bartend when I need to, but I mainly just manage now. Yeah. And um, as far as the stress level, it depends on any given day. It could be, I would say the lowest it gets is like a four. But then there are some days where if it, it really is or not objectively, it feels like a nine or ten. Um, as you've heard me bitch before about hiring problems, which had another hiring problem this week. Oh, and, no, um, really? Yeah, it was fucking ridiculous. So, no, so not to, 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 to derail your topic. Obviously, I, I was on a roll here. <laughs> but I do have, I want to float this to you guys. And I'm not saying this in any sort of loaded way. Honestly, if you're looking for a job and you read um, a position that says dishwasher, now, one of you, like kind of like, you know, when you're growing up as a kid and there's that, that project where it's like, write how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to write it out and the teacher to prove her point starts making it the way you say it. And it's very literal and it makes everyone laugh. Right, think of right, it right. like, think of it like that. You okay. are a dishwasher. Mitch, tell me what you do as soon as you clock in. Uh, I go into the kitchen. And go on. And I... I uh, go to my workstation. I turn the dishwasher on. 
uh, make sure that it's operating. <laughs> uh, gather the dirty dishes. Um, uh, uh, put the rack up on the counter next to the dishwasher. I'm like, because I'm coming from, I've been a dishwasher. So that's why I'm like, but put the dirty dishes into the dish, into the rack. When the dishwasher's ready, I raise the thing up. I push the rack into the dishwasher, close it, press the start button, wait for it to finish, lift the thing up, pull the rack out, and then uh, put the dishes uh, where they live. Okay. Danny, your turn. In your perspective, your worldview, your experience, go. Yes and me, Danny. Yes and that. No, no, no. Danny, your experience is everyone's different. From Danny, your experience, um, what what I do mean, you see? You know, uh, I, I, too, have been a dishwasher. Um, I would, as soon as I clock in, I go to the back, and I start fucking washing dishes. And how are you washing dishes? <laughs> so I have a... Uh, <clears throat> I have a... Uh, a rinse sink, a soap sink, and another rinse sink. And I fill all those up with the proper chemicals, uh, making sure I'm within OSHA standards for uh, chemicals, using the litmus paper and everything to make sure the acidity is perfect. Um, and then I start by scrubbing dishes, soap them, scrub them again, rinse them, throw them in the sanitizer. And I do that over and over as long as dishes keep coming. That's my job. That's what I keep doing. Okay. So I'm glad we got two perspectives because... I was le- I was leaning more towards what Danny was saying, but Mitch, it's still good perspective. What fucking happened was <laughs> I interviewed this guy, and granted, this isn't like a kid. This isn't like a 19-year-old t- or even a high schooler or anything. This is like a guy who's like, I think, 40 or even older. Oh, God. So I interviewed him. Well, first, I reached out to him on the, the Indeed website where we recruit. Like back in like March or April, I forgot when, and we set, we set an interview, and then he did message me to his credit and say, hey, I got another job, I'm not coming to the interview. And I was like, all right, cool, thanks for letting me know. He messaged me early this week, um, pretty much saying, hey, like if you guys are still looking for a dishwasher or whatever, like I'm available now. And I was like, hmm. yeah, I come in for an interview. I interview him. He He's a little, he's a little odd, and I, I don't, just for legal reasons, I don't want to go into why, because, anyway... He's a little odd, but um, he showed up, and a couple other interviews didn't show up. And I was like, well, he'll have to do. So I hire him. He comes in day one. We fill out all of his paperwork. And I start showing him around. And um, our, our dishwasher was going to train him was running a little late. So I was kind of going through the whole what Danny was saying, the three-sink concept. And he was kind of like, oh, you wash by hand. And I was like, yeah, we wash by hand. And I just didn't really think about it. Whatever, went through it with him. The dishwasher got there. I was like, all right, cool. Like, make sure like he's good to go. Blah, 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 blah. And I left for the night because I was there all day. About an hour and a half later, our dishwasher texts me and he's like, yeah, he just quit. What? <laughs> he said he quit because he he had to hand wash. Uh, to where okay. he was, he was for some reason <clears throat> under the impression that we had a, what you were talking about, Mitch, like a commercial industrial washing machine, dishwasher yeah. machine. But I remember during the interview, I asked him if like chemicals affect him, if he's okay, to, like getting, like dipping in chemicals, blah, 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 blah. And I was kind of like, I made there nowhere in the ad or even in our interview or anything that I ever say it wasn't hand wash. I don't know. It just bothered me. And I was like, you fucking serious? Like this just walked off the job because he had to hand wash. Huh. Here's That's the weird. thing. And this is, this is the thing. If you have a dishwasher machine, you don't need to hire a dishwasher. 
Literally anybody can come back and throw their shit in the dishwasher and fucking wash it. I would say it depends on the volume. Because if you're like a high volume place, you might need somebody just strictly on dishwasher, even if you have a machine. But yeah, still, so the, that, the, it was just bizarre to me. The kitchen I worked at was the the big, uh, it was a retirement home kind of thing. So they had some like 100, 100 people every every meal or whatever. And the meal was always based on a time frame. So they had one guy just designated to collect the dishes, put them in the dishwasher and get them ready for the next meal. Um, and they also had what you were talking about, Danny, the guy who did the, uh, the pots and the pans and all the, the bigger stuff too. So yeah. they had both. So they had both, but so, yeah, yeah, I will say that's, that's, that's a thing too. Like you have like, yeah. you have the dishwasher machine for like plates, cups, forks, knives, all that stuff. And then you have somebody who's dedicated to pots and pans. And I'd imagine like in the bigger restaurant industries, they have that pretty more, a lot more regularly, like probably bus and dishwasher, or maybe they have both. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, it was just it was just bizarre to me, and <laughs> yeah, that's that's fucking dumb. That's like, dude, just Mike, fucking do the job. Like, honestly, like, what do you, what did you, what did you think? What did you honestly think this entailed? They were just gonna have you put plates into a dishwasher and pay and that's you all you were doing minimum wage to do that. Get the fuck out of here. Well, it's kind of like what Eddie was talking about, you know, a month a few months back, where he's like, it still and it still is. It's a really uh, uh, an employee's market. <laughs> they yep. can like, mm-hmm. I kind of don't really want to do this, so I'm out. Kind of, <laughs> and that's that's yeah. fine. I'm all for that, but like, what did you Crazy. expect? Like yeah. they're hiring you to wash dishes, yeah. so just fucking wash the dishes. Yeah, it's just the that's uh, that's, the, that's my Republican side showing. Well, yeah, to me, yeah. to me, if that it's kind of like this is a weird example when if someone orders like top shelf alcohol or a really nice beer, and you give it to them and then you tell them the price and they're like, oh my god, I didn't realize it was gonna be more than five dollars. <laughs> if, if 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 price is an issue, if price is an issue to you. You should ask. Yeah. Yeah. You should always if ask. it's an yeah. issue. So to me, if that was an issue, he should have asked. Yeah. Are you hand are you a hand washing place or do you have a machine? That should have been a question. And that that, that should have been honestly, if he once he learned that it was like hand washing, you should have been like, nah, I can't do this, I'm out. To your yeah, face. Instead of instead of being, you know, the proverbial bitch about it and leaving once you were gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, Mike, my day out. When I look at you, I see an intimidating motherfucker. I see a scary yeah. motherfucker that can break my back. At least, at least someone does. Um, but yeah, I see I a know, guy. Just... Who, I see a guy who should be on a list somewhere. I probably am. Probably are. I downloaded Do the not... Anarchist <laughs> Cookbook when I was a kid, so I'm probably on a list somewhere. Who hasn't? Yep. No, but <laughs> you, I can see your picture behind a bar somewhere that says "Do not serve this man." But <laughs> thanks, I guess. If it's I ever own, own a bar, it's his own bar. If, <laughs> if I ever own a bar, yeah. if, if I ever own a bar, I'm going to do that. I'm going to put your picture up behind the bar. and says, do not serve this man. So every time you tried to go, it would be, it would be. And then thing. every time I walk in, they don't serve me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they serve me. <laughs> and they serve you. <laughs> well, nope. anyway, the, uh, yeah. Asking about stress because I decided yes. to, if if you guys are down, we could do a Mitch's lists of uh, the top most stressful jobs. And I uh, like shocker, a list. I I have two lists up. Neither of them have <laughs> kitchen worker anywhere. <laughs> guys, uh, be- before we jump into Mitch's list, uh, can I just do a quick in memoriam uh, for oh, sure. Angela Lansbury, who passed away early this morning. 
and yep. to also Robbie Coltrane, who also passed away today. Oh, yeah, oh, that's oh, right. Raise a, raise a cup, raise a can. Raise Old a age, she wrote. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> okay. Now let's jump uh, into list. Mitch's list. What is it? What? Who was the? Uh, I, oh my God! I'm blanking on the name. The uh, Mrs. What? Not Miss Marples. Miss Potts. Was it the Miss yeah, Potts? She played right? Miss. I think Potts. it was Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Yeah. It was Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Yeah. She was, was also good. in Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Mm-hmm. And Murder She Wrote and Gaslight and I'm sure a bunch of other shit before my time. See, I only know her, I only know her from Murder She Wrote, but. <laughs> Well, I knew her. I knew she played a lot of stuff, but my wife comes home. She's like, "Miss Potts died." I was like, "I thought that was the murder she wrote, lady." She's like, "It is." I was like, "Oh, okay." okay. <laughs> oh, I had a um, a headline of the week before we go yes. not to. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Go for it. I want to make sure make sure we're clear. I, we don't need to get into a political like conversation about it. Just the headline <laughs> itself was funny to me. Okay. Headline was Trump was betrayed by his diet coke valet. <laughs> what? What is that brings you a diet coke whenever you ask for one? Well, well, no. So it was kind of a joke, but I guess it was a real thing that um, Trump had a button on his desk that when he pressed it, this guy would bring him a diet coke from the cafeteria or whatever. Okay, so, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so when I read that, knowing that, I was kind of, I kind of laughed, and I was like, "Did he bring him a Pepsi? Like, what was the deal?" <laughs> um, <laughs> and I guess. Would the, Diet the actual, Pepsi be okay? And Trump just flipped out. Uh, no, I guess he was the guy who um, who ratted out Trump that caused the the invest the, um, when they went in with the warrant to take all that shit. Oh, I guess he I was the guy. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. See, when they said that there was some inside guy that was like mm-hmm. a whistleblower kind of thing, I was like, either this is bullshit or it was some ancillary who gives a shit person that decided to just flip out. And it's yeah. the Diet yep. Coke guy. So, so I, yeah, I read the article and like I said, all the politics aside, I guess he, he worked in the kitchen in the White House and then he got moved up, whatever. And he was kind of like, I don't want to say the butler, but he was kind of like Trump's like assistant. We're like, he's like, hand me my coat. Blah, 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 blah. Get me my, like, my Coke. And I guess when he left office, he went with them down to Mar-a-Lago and got a job down there. And I guess, like, when all this started happening with the documents and stuff, he was kind of like, uh, I know some shady shit's going on, but, like, I like Trump and I don't want to fuck with him. And then, like, when it got real, I guess he was like, all right, I have to say something. And then told the <laughs> FBI, like, no, nah, like, he told us to move shit and there's still shit here. I fucking love it. I'm just The Diet Coke like- guy. I'm just picturing like the 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 militant anti-Trumpers picturing like the uh, uh, what was his name in the Nixon tapes uh, the Deep Throat you know meeting throat, in the yeah. meeting in the parking lot it's like deep oh coke. yeah we got this Deep like, Coke we got this Deep Coke we got deep this coke. guy and it turns out to be the Coke guy and they're like shit fuck I that, well, that's another thing it's like if you're Trump in the White House you're like listen Melania He's the best Coke delivery guy I've ever had. I'm bringing him home with us. It's going to be great. It's going to be do fabulous. Think, do you think Trump Jr. was like, Dad, I don't trust him. Do Something you? about oh, this guy. <laughs> well, you got you to you gotta do the, Dad, <laughs> Dad, I don't, I don't trust him. I don't trust yeah, anybody. <laughs> that would actually be a really funny like joke video if like, Jr. is like, Dad. If he really cared about you, he wouldn't give you that many sodas every day. That's bad for you. <laughs> He's Fuck not you, on your Junior. side. I'm bringing him home with us. No, but that's what, like, because I know, like, Mitch, like you said, everyone's talking about how there's, like, this this rat or this informant. And, like, you know, everyone's 
speculated if it was like uh, Pompeo or Meadows or any of these like guys. And it's the fucking Diet Coke guy. <laughs> it's the Diet Coke guy. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. And it's, it's like, just when, like, didn't Reagan it, or someone almost like choke on a jelly bean? And that was yeah, like going to be uh, how was, he died. That like was, that was Bush. this. It was Bush. Oh. He choked on a pretzel. All right, fine. Yeah, was Reagan a had the jelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Reagan, Reagan actually got shot. So I, I, I freaking love this because, like, it, I don't know. Like, when the whole Mar-a-Lago thing happened, I was like, I don't know. This all seems stupid. It seems way just like a farce. It seems disorganized and chaotic. And the fact that it was the Coke guy that set it all off just is perfect for me. That makes me laugh so much. I love it. I'm going to go home smile. I'm going to go to bed smiling tonight. The catalyst. Anyway. The story. So I got a list here. Yeah. Let's go. I got a list here (laughs) of the. (laughs) Somebody threw the wrong Mentos at that guy. And he just blew up. (laughs) No, Pepsi's not okay. I'll tell this motherfucker. Oh, man. What would be like that meeting? Like, because, you know, there had to be a meeting between the informant and an agent, a special agent or something. And and the agent's like, okay, look, eventually you're going to have to tell me what you do in his cabinet. And he's like, all right, well, first of all, let's define cabinet. Uh, <laughs> I, I deliver the Cokes from the cabinet to the desk. Can that you imagine being that, that agent having to report that to his supervisor? Like, okay, I think my informant's real. Okay, what does he do? Uh, <laughs> is it a, is it an aide is it an assistant kind of well, kind of <laughs> kind of i mean it, it, at least if he's the butler or the food handler does he serve him food look, yeah look at it this way sir trump would not survive without this guy <laughs> he's here today because of this guy yes this guy oh man uh, anyway. um anyway Hey, Mitch's list is, I got a, I got a list of the top most stressful jobs. Uh, what is this? This is according to Career Addict. Does it have a date? This is June of 2022. So okay. pretty relevant. So it's relevant. I've got okay. the top 30 most stressful. I was going to just skip through the first 20, like sound them off, and then, and then we yeah. can start talking about it the first 10. Uh, number 30, taxi driver. Number 29, surgeon. I thought that'd be higher. Uh, yeah, right. Number 28, well, lawyer. I would figure a lot of it goes into how much they're paid versus how much they actually they work. Actually do. Yeah. A surgeon doesn't work that often. And the work they're doing, I, I wouldn't describe it necessarily as stressful. I mean, you are, mm. yes, dealing life and death in, uh, in a lot of cases. But a lot of times you're just taken out of an appendix. and like Most of the time it's routine. You know, it's... Uh, yeah. um, and you, you uh, probably get paid a lot too when you get paid they a lot. Have stress hundreds, comes down. hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Average, average salary. This one has all the average salary too. Average salary two hundred and ninety-seven thousand dollars. Fuck year. off. So it's that weighed with, and I'm not disparaging them at all. Like they should get paid as much, and they should probably get paid more or whatever. But if they work what like an hour or two every week or whatever. So that adds into the stress factor of it. But depending, there's some surgeries that take depending, a long time, but like yeah, like you said, they're there are surgeries that sometimes take four or five hours, six hours. Okay. More. Now, now that goes into surgery. How long in that amount of time is the surgeon actually hands on, you know, hands True. in the body kind of thing? Because a lot of it is knocking them out. No. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. I'm but, not a wordy wow. today. No, but you're right, not- though, because even lawyer, the next one, lawyer seems pretty stressful, but those guys get paid a lot. And, and when you're doing a job that's stressful, it becomes a little less stressful if you have more money. 
So I would imagine a surgeon when he's in school is way more stressful or when he's doing his residency. Um, I would imagine a lawyer when he's a paralegal or a junior, uh, junior associate or something like that is way more stressful. Well, I I want to say it's only stressful because the, the market is so competitive. Oh, yeah. If you, if you fuck up as a paralegal, there goes your legal career. You know, I agree. Yeah. Like I I would, surgeon, I would make the argument that being a matador is more stressful than being a lawyer. How so? Because you're literally putting your life on the line. Anytime you step into the pit. Okay. Yeah, that might be, that might be fair. (laughs) It's kind of entertainment though, really, but I don't know. Maybe to to, to dumb it down a little, being an NFL quarterback is more stressful than being a lawyer. That can't be stressful at all. I'd be surprised anyway, but okay. Anyway, moving on. Number 27 is a bartender. Number 26, Mm -hmm. a paramedic. Okay, 25 IT. Yeah, me too. 25 is an IT manager. Uh, 24, social worker. Yeah. Social worker. 20, yeah. 23, mental health counselor. Okay. That'd be that'd be hard not to take it home with you and like think about. If you're a counselor, I've thought about this. If you're a psychiatrist or a counselor, taking that home and like thinking about what you should have said or could have said or something instead. But yeah. Well, I mean, there is there's schooling and training that allows you to detach and compartmentalize. Also, with the fact that the mental health counselor average salary is fifty three thousand dollars, yeah, which is that. which is not a lot. It's not a lot. <laughs> so I feel so like the IT should for... be the IT guy should be lower. Uh, I'm sorry, IT... higher, higher, less stress. Yeah, maybe, but their average salary for IT manager. This is a manager, not regular IT. Uh, One hundred sixty two thousand average salary. Yeah, that needs to be, I guess, higher or. Lo- not as much stress. That shouldn't even be on the list. I feel like that's, so that's not, that that's, should that's be. That's lower. We're, we'll call that yeah. lower. Okay. Yeah. Lower stress level, yeah. Uh, number 22, telephone operator. I already believe that. <coughs> number t- number 21, mm. teacher. Number 20. Well, t- telephone operator? No, because if anyone gets pissed off, you just hang up. Yeah. Uh, s- average salary, $39,000. Sitting at a desk and talking to people all day sounds like, excuse me, wow. Sounds like the easiest job in the world. However, when you're dealing with an angry customers and have a ridiculous number of targets to hit to earn a paycheck at the end of the month, you'll soon be feeling the strain. While some people thrive in a competitive office, it can make others crumble. What job is that? I don't know. This is a telephone f- operator. So, yeah, if you're doing cold calls and your job depends on making sales over the well, phone. So, no, if you're a, if you're a okay. phone salesman, so, different. Yeah, that's different than an operator. An operator is somebody who works for the phone company who answers bullshit calls. Like, hey, what time is it? Is your refrigerator running? Well, then you better catch it. Yeah, I, I did that for a while. I didn't make any money. Uh, anyway, 20, go on. 21 is a teacher. Average salary, $65,000. Danny, you don't have to divulge any info, but that's the average. Take that with you. Do what you I don't, want. I don't make that much uh, <laughs> well, because I, I, I do work at a private school and we're hourly. Um I mean, close to it, though. I'm, I'm close to that. Number 20, sports referee. Oh, no. That needs to go way higher on the list. Way higher. I think stress. That, way more yeah. stress, you think? Oh, yeah. I think that should be 15 to 20. I think that's 15 to 20. Okay. Well, we'll see. Well, keep these in mind and see if someone should be replaced or higher up. Really? Uh, number 19 you're, you're is a, a truck driver. 
Whoop, broken up. Say that again, Danny. Say it again, say it again. uh, So I was going to say, like, an umpire needs to be, like, top ten. Imagine, or a referee needs to be top ten. Because if you blow a call in the finals, you're getting fucking death threats, dude. I I agree, but but we're talking averages here. We're talking... Put it to you this way. I'm going to say a name. You tell me if you know it. Angel Hernandez. No. No. You guys don't know Angel Hernandez? No. I'd imagine he's a baseball player of some kind. No, he's a he's a baseball umpire, and he's the worst umpire in the MLB. Consistently. Ooh. Okay. But the dude gets fucking death threats. I've yeah, but... gotten death threats as a bartender. Should that be higher then? Yes. From, you work in a high From stress... bikers. Yeah. From bikers. No, I think, so I think here's the question. Do you think... needs to be top ten as well. Do you think a sports referee? Because I'm, I'm saying I agree with you, Danny, that they have their instances where they are the most stressful jobs. But I'm talking about the average here, the average salary. You know, because a minor league ref technically falls into this into this category as well. <laughs> We're talking about a minor league Quakes third base referee versus uh, 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 some UFC <laughs> fight ref or something <laughs> like that. You know, and uh, yeah. it, it averages out. That's pretty up there, I'd say. I, I think. I think it should be on the list. I would say I would put it 15, maybe, depending on what else is on the list. Yeah, if the next we'll thing is like, is the, the next thing's like crossing guard, I'll be like, okay, fuck off. It needs to be higher. No, the next one is truck driver. Average salary, $50,000. Uh, that depends on the person because and, some people are just chill on the, on the road and they're fine. Yeah. But other people, we're talking deadlines, traffic. You've all driven in California. It's terrible. Yeah. But imagine driving a truck through California. <laughs> that that's one of those ones kind of like you said with the the empire and i know we're supposed to skip through these real fast but kind of like the empire it depends on what kind of driver you are yeah sure yeah because there's somewhere like if you're doing cross country and you don't necessarily you have like a time frame but you don't have like an actual yeah. limit like you're you're chill Easy. you're good Easy, meanwhile man. you yeah. do have like in, in my industry you do have like truck drivers who deliver and they're responsible not just for driving but like taking the beer off the truck, getting it, making sure they get like all 15 deliveries in this eight hour day. Yeah. That could be a little stressful. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. You imagine leaving Port of LA, you're a Cisco driver leaving the mm. Port of LA and you've got 10 stops to make at restaurants in various LA County spots. Fuck that. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. So I think that depends. So I, I, at first I was kind of like, eh, but because of the different kinds of truck drivers, I would say, okay. Yeah. I would, I would thought it'd be we're cool, also, be cool we're to We're also be dealing a, with, different kinds of stress like we're talking physical stress and mental stress right versus the stress of time versus how much you're making that's all a big part of it too yeah uh number 18 aircraft maintenance engineer (laughs) yep jesus fine i I would honestly think like an air traffic controller would be more stressful that's actually in the top 10 spoiler okay yeah okay seven 17 train driver yeah, because I'd imagine that'd be stressful because you'd be like, holy shit, how much longer a train's going to be around? I don't know if I'm going to have a job next month. <laughs> Definitely. I'm like, the thing's on tracks. You're fine. Just go. <laughs> Sucks for them. Or, oh, you mean the train is on track. I thought you meant if there are things on the tracks while you're no. trying to go down. And, you no, know, the train's still be fine. on tracks. You're fine. Forward, backward. Yeah, done. Yeah, Forward, no. stop. That's all you got to worry about. <laughs> we know what we're talking about. It's not that hard. <laughs> Number 16 is a chef. Okay, so it is on the list. Okay. Number 15 is a construction worker. That must be why they're all alcoholics. 
I would say construction. Yeah, at, at, at baseline construction worker, I think it would be mainly physical stress, not mental stress. Yeah, yeah physical like, labor. You start getting uh, into those high-rise construction workers, like the guys who oh, built the yeah. Empire State Building or the Golden Gate Bridge. Now you're talking about some mental stress. Sure. I'll yeah. Uh, number fourteen. Number fourteen. Retail and hospitality staff sales staff. Retail and hospitality sales staff. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I can picture just like. Unfortunately, this is what I picture when I see retail and hospitality sales. I think people in their early twenties who haven't had a lot of time in the workforce, and this is their kind of introduction. This is a lot of people's first yeah. jobs or second jobs, yeah, yeah. and they're still trying to figure themselves out while they're making quotas, while they're working. Extremely stressful. Not like oh, yeah. compared to not compared to a lawyer, of course, but you gotta appreciate these are these kids' first jobs and they're super stressed. So. And I would say it would depend too, because if it's like a, a clothing store like or a retail store that you make commission. I would yeah, say that could yeah. be pretty stressful. But I remember, I think it was in high school or just out of high school, a buddy of mine worked at like Hollister uh, clothing store. And yeah. he said that, um, I'm not because sh- I don't think they made commission there, but he said that like being in, in the room, that if somebody was like rude to him, he would just say, okay, sorry, and just walk away. And the manager was like, okay with that. So, I mean, hmm. that wouldn't be too stressful. But if you're someone who needs to like work for commission where you need to make the sale, if they're a prick or not, that could be pretty stressful. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. Plowing forward. Also, I think I think any job where you have to deal with people, whether you're service industry, retail, it's we've talked about this before. It's that thing everyone before they go to college should work a year either in retail or in the restaurant industry or in the military. Do one of those three things and then go to college. <laughs> I'd be on board for it. Uh, uh, we'll we'll vote for it. That'll be great. Uh, number thirteen, financial analyst. Yeah. Okay. Number 12, marriage and family therapist. I believe Average that. salary, 60K. No. A therapist? Yeah. yeah fam- uh, marriage I, and f- I think marriage so. and family. I don't think so. <laughs> it doesn't so, seem that hard. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not about difficulty. It's about your ability to deal with your job. And I feel as though mm. if you're a marriage counselor, there needs to be a cushion of detachment you know what i mean like in compartmentalization of course 100 percent agree but and my answer to that is people don't go into that job and in my experience the majority of people don't go into that job because they're easily detached i think people go into that job because they have an affinity for people and it's hard for them to detach you go into the jobs like that because i mean did you go into your job because you just don't really care about kids or do you like kids and you want to help kids? So it'd be kind of hard. No, to I detach. fucking hate kids. <laughs> you heard it here first. folks. <laughs> well, well, no, I think what I was going to say, well, too, you're like, the exception then. Okay. Well, no, I, I was going to say too, for like, so like if you're a therapist, I agree with Mitch. It's like, you want to help people. So you're, you're naturally inclined to caring. And I think I remember I was talking to somebody about this other day. Um, when you care about something, you tend to be more stressed because you actually care. So obviously you get into a line of work where like part of your job is kind of requiring to care. And not to mention some of these counselors, like I'm not going to go into specifics, but I knew of a kid. So when I knew had a kid who saw a counselor and it was revealed that like the kid's father was super abusive. So now, yeah, you can detach, but now this counselor knows this poor kid in front of them 
is mm. being abused and they have to do something about it. It's that's responsibility. And that's a very heavy emotional responsibility detachment or not. Sure. Um, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily in that position. It's not a, res- it, it's more, of it a is duty. a responsibility. It's a, it's, it's a, a legal responsibility. duty. You're absolutely, yeah. you, you like, but it's also a duty because most counselors are mandated reporters, just like all teachers mm-hmm. are mandated reporters. So if we find out that, you know, somebody's being abused or somebody's hurting themselves, we have an obligation in our field to report it. And well, I've, and I've had to do that. Yeah, sure. And to piggyback off my example um, and keep it as anonymous as possible. So that counselor did report what they discovered by, you know, therapying the kid. I almost said that doing the therapy with the kid. And, and what ended up happening was the father pulled the kid from therapy. Oh, wow. Okay. So now imagine you're this counselor who reported this, this possible abuse one week and the next week, the kid's not there anymore. And you're informed the father pulled him out. I don't care how detached you are. That'll fuck with you. Definitely. Honestly, it, it, I don't, and this just might well, be me who always views things from like five feet away. Um, hmm. it, it wouldn't bother me because like, like I would like I would see that coming. You know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. obviously this father's not going to like the decision I made to report him beating his kid. So yeah, I expect him to pull the kid out of therapy. Like that wouldn't fuck with me. I would I would understand. I would get it. I would I wouldn't like it because like. But that's, so, what, but that's what I'm saying. You wouldn't like therapy. it. That's so what I'm saying. You wouldn't it, like it. It yeah. wouldn't fuck with me, though. It wouldn't fuck with my head or anything like that. It's like, I get it. Hmm. Well, when I say off. fuck with you, I don't mean like you, you go crazy. I just mean like there's a moment where you're like, oh, shit. Like the, there could be something serious going on. So I said it kind of flippantly, but I do mean it sincerely, is that I think, Danny, you might be an exception. Not like the except, but an exception. Someone who, um, unfortunately, is, is it's an exception. The fact that you're able to compartmentalize job and person and, and personal life very easily and you you but i think a majority and i might be wrong but it seems to me that a majority of people that choose paths like teachers or doctors or marriage therapists counselors and stuff like that is because they love people and they want to help what i've heard about doctors when they're in their residency is one of the biggest things they had to learn is how to detach from people and just be an objective Mm -hmm. You know, where you see it in uh, the stupid shows like, like House or, or shit. Yeah, yeah, Scrubs and stuff. It's like what they're always constantly learning is how to detach. And so if I look at it from that way is if the majority of people become therapists because they want to help people, then they really have to learn how to detach. I can see how that'd be really stressful because you're trying to unlearn what the whole point you got into the field. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll uh, take that as a compliment. Number, you're, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number 11, personal assistant. Yeah, yep. I agree. I believe that. that. Yep. Yep. Okay, poor so Diet now we're in the top. <laughs> Google. Number, uh, poor Diet Coke guy. Poor man. Diet Coke guy. Uh, top 10, most stressful jobs uh, according to this career addict, June 2022. Number 10, air traffic controller. There average is. salary Average salary is $127,920. Air traffic controllers monitor the movement of air. We know what they do. They also control movement on the ground in airports and runways. While the job may sound simple, no. Air traffic controllers must be alert at all times and need to be ready to advise a pilot if and when a problem arises. Yeah. 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 No. So that's, that's like, if you, if you've never seen the movie Pushing 10, I highly recommend watching Pushing 10. Uh, See, I saw Breaking Bad. I was going to say Breaking Bad. uh, Yeah, that's. uh, (laughs) Yeah, 
or that. Um, it is super stressful. It's it's like herding cats that can fly. You know what's weird? Uh, I was at a store earlier today, and the lady behind the the the, the cashier told me. She referred to a customer that was ahead of me because a customer ahead of me had like two or three kids that he was managing and like leaving with. She said, it's like they're herding cats. And I'd never heard that expression before. And here it is hearing it the second time today. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, so I'm living, I'm living in a simulation. <laughs> so no disagreement on that one. What's number nine? Uh, number nine. A phlebotomist. Somebody who phlebotomist. draws blood. Uh, collect blood samples from patients for tests, transfusions, or donations. While the role may be straightforward, the pressure of collecting samples, sending them for analysis, and dealing with difficult clients makes it a stressful one. Phlebotomists need to ensure they label each sample correctly to not confuse their patient's diagnosis. Okay. That might be a... No. I don't know. That might be a new COVID no. world kind of thing. I don't know. I would accept that in the 20 to 30 range, but not top mm. 10. No. Okay. Yeah. What would you guys guess is the average salary for a phlebotomist? 60, I'll see this. I'll say 60, 60 to 80 range. 60, 60 to 80 yeah, range. 60 to 75. Average salary, $38,000 a year. Okay. Wow. So I'll, so I'll, I, adjust, I'll adjust like, my comment to 10 to 20. It should be between like 11 to 20. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Less if than minimum that. wage. That's I damn near see. minimum wage. This might be a, and forgive my ignorance here, but this might be a thing like I was talking about with the uh, retail sales. It's like, this might be a thing where people who are getting into the medical field, this is one of their first jobs ever. This is yeah. like the intern level job. Maybe that's why it's so stressful. It's because they're newbies, but I don't know. I just, Number I, eight. I've, oh. I, I get my blood drawn several times a year and I've never seen one of those motherfuckers stressing. No, it's like <laughs> the easiest thing to do. It's. <laughs> I think I would. I would agree. How if it's hard like, is it to get blood from somebody? You poke them with would, a sharp thing. You take the blood. Job done. I would say you know, if it was, was like the first six months into their their job where they're kind of like, oh, am I gonna fuck this up? But once you're like, I literally have never seen one of these people stress out. They're just like, fucking, here's your fucking swab. Bam. Like, here's another factor that might add into it. And this is a new COVID world kind of thing. Um, when my wife and I got life insurance we had to get blood tests just to make sure we didn't have AIDS or some shit. Um, they don't, this was during 20, early 21 or late 20. I don't remember, but uh, they, none of the facilities were open. So they actually had to send a phlebotomist to our apartment, come into our apartment, set up and take our blood there. Now you add in house calls to a phlebotomist and I could see that being pretty stressful. Okay. The house call thing I would agree with because you don't know what you're walking into. And yeah. I will say the infectious disease aspect of it, AIDS, HIV, STDs, whatever, what have you. Um, Would you say but, that aids into the stress factor? I'm going to ignore that. Yep. Pause for a laugh break. Number eight. And we're back. Anyway, no. that, that one, I would, even with all that considered, with the payment, I would say it should be 11 to 20, but I still don't think it should be top 10. Not top 10. Okay. No. Number okay. Eight. Agreed. Agreed. Number eight, event coordinator. Average salary, 57000 Having the responsibility of arranging someone's big day or large event, event coordinator, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we get the gist. Yeah, I would agree that's that's got to be up there. I mean, you got to think of uh, weddings, 
um, especially with rich people and getting everything right. Um, yeah. yeah, I can see that. Being I'll, go, I'll, I'll go in on that. That, that deserves I'll, top ten. I, I want to see the remaining seven before. I would say top 20, maybe not top 10. Definitely top 20. To- Definitely top 20. I'm, I'm curious about what the rest of the top 10 is. I'm, go- I'm going back. I would say a chef is probably more stressful than an event coordinator. They're day-to-day, at least, anyway. Uh, number, mm. what was that, seven? No, that was number eight, event coordinator. Number seven, PR executive. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. 100% oh, yeah. agree with that. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Yep. And I, w- I oh, will yeah. say it depends on the client, but yes. Absolutely. No, I. It, fuck the client. Doesn't matter if the, all the client has to do is one bad comment, not even publicly anymore. Yeah. They just have to say something privately in their. I phone. feel. I oh, feel really God. bad for Herschel Walker's PR person because Jesus fucking. Christ. That's what. That's what the joke that was. That guy's a minefield. Yeah. But but years ago that was a joke where like when Justin Bieber was doing his stupid shit. I think one of the late night comics were like, "Is this like he literally just gets up and goes, how can I make my PR guy's life a living hell today?'" That's when he was like yeah. egging houses and doing all that shit. Uh, yeah, it's no, why I you would... never heard about it's why you never heard about Kanye's PR exec because he just doesn't have doesn't one. Have one. Yeah. Like... Doesn't exist. <laughs> Does not exist. And, and, but you got to remember too, like this not just like a PR person for celebrities or individuals. Like there are PR people for companies. So now if someone at a, if you know a Burger King employee throws a blender at a woman, a PR person has to take care of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. One point I'm going to make before I get into the final six is what we decide is a stressful job or what is considered a stressful job, the difference between that and a high-skilled job. We saw Surgeon as the top, like, 27, 28 or something like that, which is one of those, like, what kind of jobs? But you look at it from the surgeon's perspective. I know what I have to do. Here's my piece of paper that says the procedure I need to do. I just go into the room, do it, and leave, and then I'm done, and I get paid oodles of money for that. Yeah. Versus the job that isn't necessarily high skilled, but the critical thinking or the uh, variables that come into play, uh, the human factor, all that is insane. Number six, most stressful job, 911 dispatcher. Oh, yeah. Um, Especially if you you can't disconnect. Like if you can't compartmentalize and put distance between you and the person calling in. Yeah. yeah, you're, that's going to be stressful as fuck. And and even... On, go on, Mitch. On the scale of the most neurotic emotional people, the very lowest most emotional people in the world are the ones that are calling 911. That is the, like, the most... That is the most... Person, like is the perfect example of just emotion begging for help desperation you get and yeah. the people that have to deal with that oh my god so that's so. okay great so that's what i was going to say so even with danny's what danny said if you can't compartmentalize and detach of course but even if you can compartmentalize and attach just trying to do your job and getting the information from someone oh, who's yeah. having a fucking panic attack yeah. where are you where are you located who's who's trying to harm you uh, blah, 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 blah. Trying to get that from someone who might be freaking the fuck out would yeah. be highly stressful. Even if you don't give a shit what happens to this person, your job <laughs> is to get the information. And if you right. can't get the information, you're going to get worked up. <laughs> like, Although right. I will um, say with today's technology, dispatchers now have access sure. to uh, log in where that call is coming from. So they can put it right. in a yeah. general, well, sure. general uh, you know, 
area. But still, I learned I mean, that the hard every, way. I accidentally called nine one one on my cell phone when a cop showed up in my house. Yeah, almost um, every job, almost every job has those if then uh, uh, formulas. Yeah. You know, if this happens, then do this. And I'm sure that the dispatchers have that. If they're crying, try this. If they're not breathing, do this. But I'd imagine that 911 dispatcher, the 911 dispatcher, the 911 dispatcher has a lot more than the average person mm-hmm. <laughs> formulas they have to deal with. But oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, average salary, $47,000. Number five, airline, air, airline pilot. A pilot. As being number five. No. Uh, Especially because planes nowadays can land themselves. Yeah, we, until the fucking, what was the uh, the Supermax plane that was fucking that up? The, uh, what was it? That plane that happened like right before COVID. It was the plane that was just diving into the ground and killing people. It happened like three times, so it became a worldwide problem. I you know, I forgot what you're talking about. I know, I know what it is. I just forgot the details. It was a Boeing. <laughs> Boeing. No, that oh. was the Boeing, like, Supermax or whatever. That was, like, oh. Supermax. <laughs> I don't know. So No, anyway. So, if you average it out. So, that job to me, a lot of times, like, when I hire bouncers, um, if they're not that experienced, I say to them, being a bouncer is the most boring job in the world until it isn't. Yeah. And then it's one of the most stressful. And with the, the airline pilot, I feel like it's kind of the same. Because it is a high skill job, and for the most part, if you have your skill, your craft down, you know, down pat, you're good. But as a pilot, I can only imagine in the back of their fucking head, it's like, what if, uh, what if it happens to me? What if yeah. flight happens to me? So, so you're bringing up a good point, and but this is, I'm just realizing another aspect of what makes it a stressful job is you're describing, um, you're describing a job that's good for. You could just clock in and clock out and you'll be done with an airline pilot. Cause the last point they make on here, besides the daily struggle of an airline pilot, last minute changes in schedules can cause, can also increase stress levels, mm. knowing that your passengers yep. will be increasingly frustrated. There's, you know, I'd imagine a pilot is when they're gone, they're gone all the time and they're here and they're there and their the schedules change all the time. So it's not so much when they're flying, but just also all the life around them having to, having to, coordinate a personal life around a pilot schedule I can imagine could be pretty pretty stressful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway number four no surprise here firefighter yeah sure. absolutely sure uh, number three five yeah <laughs> number three healthcare worker that's kind of a broad that's broad term yeah. uh, we saw during the COVID-19 blah blah blah, blah. okay number two uh, number two is police officer okay yeah. Okay. Number one. Number one most stressful job: enlisted military personnel. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Or are you being joking? Okay. No, I'm not joking o- at all. The you only people literally- that I know, the only people that I know that were enlisted military were non-wartime military, and they were uh, they go out on uh, what do you call it? Uh, deployment. deployment. Yeah, they go out on deployment and they do their rounds and then they come back and then that's it. And they mostly just complain about the weather. So, okay, so I don't you guys know are talk- what... You only know rear echelon pogue type guys. Yeah, not tip of the spear kind of guys. So, yeah. But but we're talking average here. 
I don't think the average military personnel are, or enlisted military personnel, I'm sorry, are not at the tip of the spear. They're they're the the broad handle of the spear behind it. I, that that would that I, would be interesting to talk about because I want to know I want to know exactly like what percentage of the military is the tip of the spear, and what percentage is Pogue, um, because if if they're like frontline, you know, going into Kandahar for the first yeah. time type of guys, that's stressful as fuck, dude. Like oh of course no I'm I'm saying like what was the first example I used for the highest stress was SEAL Team Six of course like you know if yeah. you're in if you're in battle there's it doesn't get more stressful than that you're no. literally fighting for your life but yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so I think to but, Mitch's point there are a lot of guys I knew. I'm obviously we're not going to say names, but I knew a guy in high school who this is going to sound fucked up and I need no disrespect to our military. Was he, it John? No, John. Okay. I'm not going to say his last name. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. His initials are J.A. Um, no, he, he, no, he wasn't even in the military. Um, okay. If it's who I'm thinking of, but no, um, this guy, I know he, he, he tried to like, be, he tried multiple things out of high school and failed at all of them. So he enlisted, and I believe the Marines. And then, so he went through basic, and obviously, especially as a Marine, basic is stressful. Um, it's supposed to be. But then, so I bumped into like his brother. I bumped into someone who knew him, and I asked how he was doing. And he was driving a bus on some base. Hmm. And so he had like a flag up, you know, like all the cities had the flags up of their boys and girls. Um, and I was just kind of like, yeah, I get, I get it. He's in the military. He's serving the country, and I respect that. But like, is he a hero? You know what I'm saying? Interesting. I'll ask. I'll ask him. Let me. Let I'll me. Ask I'll, I'll, I'll. I'll say this. Did you join the military? Almost. <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, almost for but me then too. again, I didn't become didn't. a surgeon. I didn't become a surgeon either. I didn't become a 911 dispatcher no, either. And, and I want to. And I want to say, like, I respect his choice to serve. But what was the Bill Burr bit that like military boards the plane before? I mean, he's like, "Did you see combat?" Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I respect it, but I, I understand Mitch's point, and that it, it is kind of like I said with the pilots and the bouncers. Like, once you get past basic, a lot of these guys really don't do much. The ones that do, what they're getting paid, they're getting paid shit. What are they getting paid? Uh, Average salary for enlisted military personnel. Now, it says uh, $31,000 for enlisted military. literally just above the poverty line. Yeah. Now, but their room and board is paid. Their food is paid. And they're living on on base. And they're getting paid. So they come out of the military with no expenses. And I mean, I'm not, I shouldn't, I'm like, I'm sounding like an ignorant asshole here. But I'm saying it is 100% a a stressful job. Yeah. I believe, but... But average on average, it, I don't know if it is the most stressful job. I'm what, sorry. I think what, <laughs> what they what this list needs to do, and of course th- this is all subjective unless they have some sort of fucking metric. But it should be like stress that's guaranteed day to day. Like I said, the bouncer example is nine days out of ten, it's a boring job. You're just walking around looking at people, whatever. But that tenth day is super stressful when a fight breaks out. So what bums me out about this list is that there's branches. Up, there's like 
some of the jobs they categorize and others they don't. The fact that we had 911 dispatcher and police officer as separate jobs in the different levels of stress, even though they're both law enforcement, um, they're different levels of stress. A police officer deals with that on the field every day. Military, just the broad Hmm. scope enlisted military i yeah. think is unfair the same way they said number three was healthcare worker is i was, that I was gonna bring that up is yeah. that it's broad yeah is yeah. that is that nurse is that i mean i'm learning about because one of our best friends uh one of my wife's best friends um her husband is um just became a nurse practitioner so there's and i'm learning about the varying degrees of nurses just the fact that mm-hmm. nurses have like different levels of of oh, involvement yeah. and stress level so you know, if we really broke down this list, if we wanted to categorize th- categorize things, this list would really just be made up of healthcare, uh, law enforcement, and military, and all the various jobs that comprise of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, and it really, like like we said though, like each one of these jobs, it, it it's kind of hard to put them on the same list. That's true. Because because yeah. the stresses are different. I wouldn't say one's worse than the other, but like. And this is, I'll just be honest, like, I'm not saying, I'm not comparing myself to a fucking soldier on the front lines, but, like, I have PTSD from bartending. Like, and I'm not making that shit up. If I'm out somewhere and I hear a bar stool scratch across, across the ground, like, I get fucking startled. Yeah. yeah, like, I go into that mode. Um, yeah. And I'm not, it sounds silly. It's not like, you know, like, a soldiers hear an explosion and they freak out. I'm not like that. But, like, there is, like, but, a but PTSD to it. But you hear a glass break it. and you just, you go, the fuck? No, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you can ask my lady. Like, if I'm at a restaurant and a glass breaks, I freak the fuck out for a second. That's um, the fallacy of comparing your the, the what what the real point of all this is is the amount of stress put on the person. Yeah, um, yeah, you know the pe- the post traumatic stress you know syndrome that comes out of it. But uh, uh, or some other examples here that we can like let's let's go ahead and compare some of these jobs. <laughs> Because I don't know if a phlebotomist is uh, seeing the same kind of stress that a train driver sees. <laughs> no. So, the fl- yeah, no. the phlebotomist one, that was kind of a... Phlebotomist, that was so out of left field. Oh, my God. But I kind of... Is there... Is, um like, a food industry person, like, server, bartender, was that in there somewhere? Or at least yeah, in a category? Yeah, chef. Chef was number... Well, I mean, like, an actual front of house bartender, server. Bartender was, I want to say, like, 25 or 26. Yeah, twenty seven was bartender. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't chef. Chef was number sixteen. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, will say this though: uh, a chef doesn't have to deal with the public directly. That's true. That is true. Yeah. I'm surprised so that would, a waiter would, isn't on here. Yeah, I Which would one? make the argument that a waiter is has a more stressful career than a chef. Uh, now, I disagree with that. I would disagree, I would disagree with, with that. that. But now, I, I would say now, it should be on the list. But I would. I would. Yeah. A chef's uh, education is super stressful and I get that, but their job mm. I would argue is less stressful than that of a waiter's. No, see, cause the waiter has the disconnect. I didn't make the food and I'm sorry. It's not right, but I didn't make the food. Um, you know, there you go. Yeah, cause but if you're all a the chef's, all the chef's going to say is I made it the way the waiter said to make it. Oh, maybe, maybe, well, maybe, but it, I, I, I disagree. I bet, I bet I'm open to maybe kind of like what Mitch said though. It, it depends on the chef. Cause I've, dealing in the industry i've had we've had cooks and chefs who like don't give a fuck when i say don't give a fuck it's not that they like that they get mad like oh they think it's cooked wrong fuck you it's like they don't give a shit about the job but if you have like a head chef who's in charge of that kitchen and something goes wrong this is why i've grade so fast i'm not a chef but like 
when you're in a position where shit goes wrong, everyone looks to you. That is 100% super stressful. So as a head chef, also, you're in I've that never, position. I've neither been to nor worked at a restaurant where the food was that high quality that the chef could lose his job if the customer is not pleased. And those restaurants do exist where it's like, no, we were promised top grade food here. This did not deliver. Um, sorry, that's your third strike. You're fired kind of thing. So that actually happened how recently. It could be. That happened recently to one of my guys. Oh, really? Not not at our place. He had two jobs, but um, he got, I'm not going to say where he his other job was, but he got let go because, uh, um, without being too specific, a high roller yeah. ordered a burger and apparently it was a little overcooked. And since this guy's a high roller, he got pissed and dude lost his job. So now, right or wrong, that shit happens. So it I happens. can see how yeah. that would be stressful. So, um, um, yeah. But number 30, tax driver, taxi driver. I think that should have been higher up. I think, I don't <laughs> well, know. I think it no. should, it depends on the city. Not even we're saying no. taxi driver, not an Uber. No. no, no, no. A taxi driver, listen, anytime I've ever been in a taxi, and I have been in multiple taxis, they are the one in control. You might tell them, you can tell them the route, but everything they do is up to them. This could be just the fact that I let, I just watched Collateral, rewatched Collateral a couple <laughs> nights ago. So that's why I'm like, nope, yep, get it. I get yeah, it. How often, how often does that happen? <laughs> hey, one time's too many. But Well, I will, yeah. I will say though, I think taxi should be higher on the list because it's one of those jobs where you don't know who's getting in your car. Here's another issue I had with it. Number, what was it, 11 or something? I'm not going to look, but it was 911 operator. Um, but number 26 was paramedic. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I'm not disparaging a 911 operator as being very stressful, but I can't believe that a 911 operator would be more stressed than a paramedic. What was the surgeon? Surgeon was 20s. 29 yeah. out of 30. 29 okay, was- out of 30. Yeah, the, because I think the paramedic deserves to be ahead of the surgeon. It is, 26. And I, and I would agree with you. The paramedic should probably be ahead of the 911 operator. That's my opinion. But I agree yeah, with that. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, and the fact that they didn't label EMS or, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, ambulance driver or something like that, but just paramedic, broad, spoke, broad yeah. stroke paramedic. Um, that should be way higher up. But anyway, yeah, it's an interesting list. Don't know if I agree. but well, I, uh, I will say... Because Danny kind of said something with the cab driver versus an Uber driver. I think the Uber driver would be more stressed, stressful. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, I would disagree. Why? Oh, really? Why? Because because an Uber driver can cancel a ride at any time. Yeah, true. But but once the cab's in the car, once the fare's in the car, it's it's. uh, I guess the 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 factor of being. Uh, f- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Free agent, radical, kind of the wild card kind of thing is a lot more likely in an Uber than a than a cab. I think. I would say That's nowadays, a- yes, maybe. Um, but I think because my real quick, my experience, I've only because I've, I've Ubered a lot. I've only taken a handful of cabs. When you're in a cab, there is kind of like a disconnect to where it's like they have the, the fucking wall between you two. You just yeah. kind of say, like, this is where I'm going. They pop it in, and you just go. Whereas an Uber driver, it's your car, first yeah. of all. Um, 
You know what? I changed my I I changed my opinion. I agree. A taxi driver would be more stressful. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I um I get granted. I'll concede that with the Uber driver, the Lyft driver is like, if there's a passenger that's unruly, they can report it, and there's like a rating system to where this person might be able to get kicked off the platform. And I concede that. But I have seen more. What's the time of you know era we're in? More videos from Uber and Lyft drivers and their riders than I have seen from cab drivers. This is true. And I will say a lot of it is because as a taxi driver, your fare is anonymous. You don't know who they are. You don't even know their first name. That's fair. Right. So as an also Uber driver, you know their first name, you know their where they're coming from. Um Yeah. Because they um, have to put in also, their home address or something, right? Mm-hmm, that's where they're going. Yeah. I'll also say this is a comparing uh, generations i don't know if that sounds dramatic or not but taxis really are kind of on their way out and what taxis were in order to get your your taxi taxi license your license to drive a taxi or whatever used to be from what i've heard was that the the process to get your license to be a taxi driver was pretty pretty insane like you'd have to know maps by heart you'd have to know like, the driving rules which none of us really know but from what I heard, to become a taxi driver was quite an accomplishment. To get your license as a taxi driver was quite an accomplishment. So, And now Uber, you just download an app. So when you're a taxi driver, I can see how the stress would be, oh my God, if I lose my job, that was years of training gone. Versus yeah. Uber, it's like, oh, uninstall, whatever. I, I can see that. I can see that point. I'm not sure if I agree yet, but I can see that point. Okay. We're, we're, we're opening the door, planting the seed. I just, from what I've seen, there's been more, and granted, you said it's generational, there's more phones now and Uber's around more now, but I haven't really heard too many crazy stories out of cabs where Uber drivers and Lyfts, you hear these fucking nuts stories. There was a whole show on HBO about cabs. (laughs) There's this whole show on this. exactly what I'm talking about, too. (laughs) I do, I do. There's this whole show on this this website I'll forward you guys later. Danny, I wouldn't call that stressful, though. But I mean, like, like... Just like the the amount of crazy people that jump into the cabs, though it's like, what the fuck? Like, okay. if you're okay, could, if you're if you're if you're a taxi driver, right, and you're picking up a couple, and they just start fucking going to town in the back of your car, I'm slowing down. Like you, you're slowing <laughs> down, but like, how do you respond to that? It's like you're you're constantly hey, looking hey. at the rear view, as like that guy in the cab was. I'm running they, the meter till they get out. Because we've all seen that episode of Taxi Cab Confessions when that couple got into that car and that dude just went to town on his girl in the car. That's fine. I'm running the meter till they get out. So here's another issue I had with the list. Uh, well, hold on. I'll concede this. Being a cab driver in New York is probably more stressful than Ubering in Rancho Cucamonga. Definitely. I would argue I'll that being that. a cab driver in Vegas is more stressful than being a cab driver in New York. Ooh. Uh, I I, now, I've, never, I've never been to New York, but I'll agree. <laughs> um, here's another beef I had with the list. Number 10 was air traffic controller, and number 5 was airline pilot. Swap those. Now, now I don't know, like... I wouldn't, I wouldn't straight up swap, but they should be a lot closer together. Um, now again, I was talking about the clock in clock out aspect An airline, tra- an airline traffic controller can clock out and be done. A pilot 
his schedule is so like he's not he doesn't have that much flexibility with his with his schedule that a that a traffic controller might have. I don't know. I feel like the airline pilot would be less stressful than the traffic controller. I actually don't know because I don't know if a if an airline pilot you know will fly from Los Angeles to New York and then fly directly back, hmm. or if he'll like, hey, I'm in New York, I'm gonna take a day off. I don't know. I don't know hmm. how that works. If they're like, okay, no, I fly to New York, then I fly immediately back. Or if, you know, once I get to New York, I get, you know, a couple hours off or a day off. I don't know how that works. Hmm. Uh, but if I would say if it like you go from L.A. to New York, New York to Phoenix, Phoenix to Seattle, Seattle back to L.A. and your day is done. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really fucking stressful. Yeah. Right. So and then there is the this the training aspect of it, too. I'd imagine being a pilot. I'm going to oversimplify it of course but i imagine a pilot would be like training stress training stress training stress training and then you become a pilot and then it's easier easier not easy but easier whereas air traffic control it's like i'm gonna get the job and then stress for you know tell that to the pilots on september 11 2001 mitch i would if you if they were around oh they are around haven't you listened to the conspiracy (laughs) no i'm just kidding (laughs) i think i'm going back and forth in my head because i i think i already kind of said it the I think one of the stressful things about being a pilot, though, is they could coast through it a lot, but there is the the stress of knowing what could happen if they didn't do their job right. But then I thought, okay, well, what about an air traffic controller? Oh, like, because yeah. if they don't do their job right, you're breaking bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so that's where I'm kind of weighing like the emotional stress behind it. Um, sure. Yeah. Because. All the therapist shit, yeah, you have to detach yourself. You have to have that training. But, like, I don't think pilots have that detachment. I think they know that they fuck up. There's, you know, 100 people behind them that are all going to die. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting thing. I might have to, like, I might, like, just send you guys the list and have you prioritize them. <laughs> like, see what our list yeah. was. That'd be kind of fun. Well, I, uh, I think it would be interesting, too, that list, like, dissecting the the jobs based on, like, stakes like obviously obviously your firefighters your cops your your soldiers the stakes are so much higher right than a bartender or a teacher right um Um, but i mean i guess my biggest problems would be uh lumping all of the military into one thing mm it's why i'm like i don't know it seems shortchanged to just i mean i'm not saying it's not the most stressful job in the world but lumping the whole military into the most stressful job in the world i think is unfair like Active duty soldier versus um, right. National right. Guard versus versus a recruiting officer, and it's like yeah. you know, uh, or an ROTC soldier is still enlisted. Yeah. Uh, my my grandma made hand grenades in a factory during World War II, still enlisted. So she was an enlisted military. So it's like that. I mean, that wasn't a stress. I mean, I guess I making mean, if hand you're making hand grenades, yeah. <laughs> but it might be a little stressful. <laughs> well, that's what even we used to give my dad shit because he he got drafted during the Vietnam era. Um, he w- went through basic and then he literally spent his time in, in, uh, West Germany chilling. Right. Okay. Yeah. What, what he so, would say is he, he helped his country guard against the communist aggression in Germany. That's what he would say. <laughs> and we would give awesome. him shit like, so you just hung out in Germany for a few years. Got it. Um, you weren't in East Germany. You don't know. Worst. Yeah. But he even said, he's That's like, good. yeah, what he would admit, like it wasn't stressful. Like you could look across the line and see like the Germans and, on the other side of the border and they were doing the same shit just hanging out um <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> and so no my dad admitted it like he was like yeah it wasn't very like it wasn't hard 
Um, but yeah, so like and that. It is, and it is unfair because I have military friends that some were in active, like in like saw combat and it fucked them up. And you know, like I don't even like, that's the most stressful thing in the world versus, you know, some of my closest friends that were not in combat, but they're like, yeah, you know, it's kind of stressful, but it was a job. It was, uh, they, you know, they drove the bus. They, they waved in the plane on the aircraft carrier. Those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, that's a stressful job. Is, yeah. <laughs> uh, Could be. Yeah, but then you hear stories about down in San Diego, what five six years ago, when the they were on training and the whole the whole boat went down and like a dozen Navy guys died on just a yeah. training thing in San Diego. So well, I would like, I would I would make the argument, Mike, that the guys on the aircraft carrier are active military and air traffic controllers at the same time. Oh shit! It's true. Yeah, I would say any. Uh, let's be mature. Any seaman who serves on a boat or a submarine automatically gets to that number one list. Because just living in those fucking quarters. Have you guys ever toured one of those boats or the submarines? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, uh. Especially if you're not an know. officer and you have to, uh, what do they call them? They call them warm bunks? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. To our audience members who don't know what a warm bunk is, it's that you work in shifts and you share your bed with like three, three people, I think. Three, is it just three, me, three, but three, when four, I hear... Yeah. Is it just me, but when I hear terms like semen, I think of cum? <laughs> just you, Mitch. Because you, you said you, semen. And I was like, yeah, all right. Did, did, you forget, did, did you forget that he prefaced it with let's be mature? Well, that's why I'm asking. I, I should have said laugh. sailor. Yep, there you go. See, sailor. is that so hard? No, dude, if, if I already have blood pressure issues. There's a difference between issues. a sailor and a semen. What? Hmm. Oh, I don't know what the difference is, but I know there is. Oh, I thought you were like lining up a joke. No, oh, there's um, a difference between a sailor and a seaman. Yeah, true. Uh, I was going to say, though, if if I had, with my blood pressure issues, if I had to share a fucking bunk with two other dudes, <laughs> I'd have a fucking stroke two weeks in, if not quicker. <laughs> See, that factors into the and, average and, 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 and stress level of the job. And that's why Mike will never be able to join the military. That's, why I, that's, a, that's actually exactly why I did not join the Navy. That's I didn't why. join any other that's branch why. just in case. Not because you're in your mid-30s. It's uh, because uh, blood pressure. That's why. Yes. We're fine. <laughs> and when I was 18, right I now, just Mitch, knew I was going to have blood pressure. If I was a perfectly healthy 35-year-old, the Navy would be like, no, we don't want you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> now we're, we're good. <laughs> no, please. Thank you. Do you have a college education? You're an officer now. Yeah, pretty That's much. That's how that would yeah. work. I would love to do that, actually, if they would let me enlist. I mean, Eddie enlisted when he was like 32, 33. I, mean, so I was going to say, Eddie so did. If you have if you have a college education, like a college degree, and you, first of all, you wouldn't be an enlisted man. They would yeah. put you immediately into OCS, mm-hmm. and you would join whatever branch as an officer. I would That's love to do that, crazy. just so I could say, I do have a degree in theater, make me an officer. Oh, man. They probably so would, good. dude. They probably would. I'll have Just, to ask, and, I'll, I'll, so if they do that, that means they don't have to pay for your college now. It's true. Mm. So they so would probably see, make you an officer. I kind of want to have I kind of want to have my friend Ryan on because he he graduated graduated with a BA and then went into the military. I wonder how all that went. But Ryan, now he's going uh, back to school. Ryan D. Yeah, yeah. You in the military? <laughs> I didn't know that. Are you what, fucking what with me? No, I just didn't what know what he branch? he actually went in. I didn't know that. 
Are you serious? You didn't know he wasn't? Oh, he no. just like he just finished his tour like a year or two ago. Yeah, he was in the Navy. He was in the sub. I had no idea. Oof. Yeah. Submarine. Mm-hmm. Name dropping. Yeah, he's going to mm-hmm. kill me, but he doesn't care. <laughs> he, he, no, one, no one heard his name. That's why I said the letter. Yeah, no, he's in the Navy. Good guy. So he was on a submarine. Did he have a wet cot? Wet bed? Um, I have no idea. All I Not know wet. Jesus Christ. The... Warm. Warm. Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I think I, I, think I was just First thinking of, all, of sweating. If you're in a submarine and you have a wet bed, you got problems. It, it is a problem. Yeah, I no, think he, he loves I, he he loves talking about like the number one question he always gets is, were there windows in the submarine? <laughs> I think I was just no. thinking about sweating in the bed, which is why I said wet bunk. Warm sweat. But warm. Yeah, okay. Warm bunk. I get it. No, I get it. Ask wet him. Bed. We should have him on and ask him if he had a, a warm bunk. I will ask him. Uh, he li- he doesn't live near here, though. He lives out in uh, California. So we'll see if we can get him wired So maybe in. we should talk to him, Mike. Let's go ahead and ring him up yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll ring him up. <laughs> have, him, have him sit in for me. That Like, no context, nothing. Just like, hey, can you sit yeah. in for me? What do I need to do? Nothing. Just, just I'm not telling you. Just go. And uh, yeah. Might be weird. We're going to call you Mitch. Um. <laughs> Mitch from North Carolina. <laughs> So, right. Ryan, how is it in North Carolina? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> yep. Well, thanks for listening. Those of you that are still listening as we are one hour, 20 minutes into, it's pretty uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All, All right. right. Most stressful jobs. I'm going to go to bed and uh, <laughs> you guys on the West Coast enjoy three more hours of nighttime. Yes, yep. we'll do. But uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you next time.